It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The pennant races are running at full steam right now. So why are we talking about the Angels, a team that's out of it? Well, guess what? In front of the Angels Stadium in Anaheim is a big for sale sign. We're bringing back Steve Granato, one-time Locked On Angels host, to talk about the potential fate of that team in Anaheim. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Let's check out my lower third. It tells you to call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has also been a writer and a filmmaker, and I've been podcasting about baseball for the last decade. And I brought my services several seasons ago to the Lockdown Podcast Network. Follow us and make us your first listen at Lockdown MLB Pods. Same handle for Instagram. Tell your smart device to play podcast Lockdown MLB or check out some of the other great shows of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team every day? And you can follow me on Twitter right there. If you watch me on the YouTubes, you can follow me at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. So I'm thrilled to welcome back to the show, friend of the podcast, the former host of Locked On Angels, but do you know what? Still someone with his heart in Southern California, even though he is now in the land of uh, Dunder Mifflin. Uh, let's bring him right back here. Hey, I'll explain what that meant. Uh, Steve Granada, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, Sully? We're back, baby. We're doing it again. There you are. Look at you. Look at you back here. I did. It's been a while since you've been on. Now you are actually in Anaheim right now, correct? You caught me in the strangest time. Yes, I am in Anaheim. This is for old Locked On Angels watchers and listeners. This is the room I used to do it in. Uh, I you mentioned the land of Dunlap Miffin. I'm working in uh, AAA baseball right now in Scranton, Wilkesbury, and working for. The, uh, the Evil Empire, the New York Yankees. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I happen to be in Anaheim right now. So, strange luck, I guess. Well, I'm not a big believer in coincidences. And I think the reason you're here is that the second you arrived back in Southern California, just a stone's throw from the Angel Stadium, the team just happens to go up for sale. And, um, yeah. I think you are the uh, you're you're holding the strings on this. You're the you are the puppet master on this. Uh, uh-huh. it was announced- yeah. I scared him. I scared him into doing it. Yeah, well, you could have done it a little earlier, but still, uh, <laughs> this is a, according to several sources, and it looks like it's more than just a rumor now. Like it's being confirmed that Artie Moreno, the who has been the owner of the Angels since uh, for nearly twenty years now, has it been twenty? It will be twenty years next year, I think. Correct, because this is the 20th anniversary of the Angels winning the 2002 World Series, and Moreno bought it the year afterwards. Like Disney put the team up for sale while they were still celebrating their championship, and Moreno, who's the first, uh, who's the only Latino owner in baseball, 
he made his millions, I believe, if I'm not uh, mistaken, with highway billboards. He was a billboard magnet. Correct. Correct. And he has uh, he's he's owned the team for a couple of decades. Uh, let's be kind and call it a complicated couple of decades uh, in Anaheim. <laughs> and um, of which there were many there were initially many highlights, even though no more trips to the World Series. And but really, since 2009, it's been they've been the most aggravating franchise. And for you and other people who are diehard Angel fans, um, today was Mardi Gras. So, yes, yes, it, it it's a very complicated day. Um, on one hand, yes, it is. I try to take it with with all this in context, right, going it has been a really, really, really hard time to be Angels fans uh, for years now. And since this news broke, um, I mean, Twitter's been a buzz. Uh, Angels fans are rejoicing. I mean, just look at the replies to the tweet from the Angels. And, and it's it, like you said, it's like Mardi Gras today. Um, for me, it was it was a bit of a shock. I never thought he was going to sell the team. Um, he's got kids. He's got a wife who's part of the ownership. Um, so I thought, you know, he's getting up there in ages in mid sixties now or seventies rather. And, uh, you know, you would think that it would be passed down, That that's always what I thought was going to happen, that they were going to pass down the team. Apparently the kids want nothing to do with it. Um, his wife doesn't want to want to stick with it. So he's selling, um, which again, for angels fans has, has been a big sigh of relief, uh, for years, it has been baseball's probably worst kept secret, maybe Angel's worst kept secret, that he has been extremely hands-on um, all the way down to this most recent trade deadline that he didn't want to, you know, a report came out that he was the one that said, don't trade Shohei. Um, and, and he was, you know, don't even listen to offers. You know, there were reports about that coming out. And there, again, have been years of of tumultuous situations down to minor league treatment and, and employee treatment and and the revolving door of managers, coaches, general managers, front office staff. Like it has been a mess. It's been a true mess for years now. And and like you said, yeah, it, it's a bit of a party today. It leaves a lot of questions now. Uh, I think there are a lot of questions to answer now. Well, let's think about some of those questions. But I just wanted, for those of you who don't know the Angels as well as Steve or, or even as well as I do, um, he inherited a team that was the World Series winner. It was a shocker of a World Series title. It was the first time they had won even a postseason series, and they upset the Yankees, they beat the Twins, and then they won a, a just a weird World Series against San Francisco. Um, under the stewardship of uh, Moreno, the success continued. They won the division titles in 2004, 2005, 2007, 2008, and 2009, making to the League Championship Series in 2005 and 2009, both times losing to the defending to the eventual World Series champion. Um, there were they won all those division titles. They had their share of postseason anguish, uh, the walk-off home run by David Ortiz in 04. Um, and then there was the the weird play at home plate involving A.J. Brzezinski in the 2005 ALCS, the walk-off hit by Jed Lowry in 2008. 
I think Manny Ramirez is still standing at home plate with his hands yes, up in the you. air. I, I'm thank just you. here. I'm here to rub it in. Uh, one thing uh-huh. that uh, Moreno can't be accused of is being an owner who didn't try to at least you know a chunk of the, the time to try to put some good players on there. He did acquire an MVP in Vladdy Guerrero. He did acquire an eventual Cy Young Award winner in Bartolo Colon. I don't think he should have won the Cy Young Award, but that's a different story. Um, and he had Mike Sosha as the manager for years and years and gave him a sense of stability. And then, of course, he received a player who was forged on Mount Olympus. Uh, a generational talent was handed to this team. But uh, he also made a lot of attention-grabbing you know, headlines and the, the contract. I made a video back in 2011 about how ridiculous the Albert Pujols contract was. And that was before he played one game with the Angels. Everyone in their moose saw that Josh Hamilton signing was insane. And I made the joke that, you know, throughout 2012 through 2016, Arnie Moreno would stop at nothing to win the 2011 World Series, uh, just acquiring all the stars from that. And especially since uh, Socha left, it has been nonstop turmoil, manager turnover, GM turnover, tragedies off the field. And we're stuck with a team that has the two most marketable and fascinating stars in baseball, and they can't make the postseason no matter how many times they expand it. Fair. I mean, you're not wrong on any of this. And and when I was host of Lockdown Angels, I, you know, was plain and simple, would say it all the time. And and the problem has been Artie this whole time. I mean, Look what Jerry Depoto has been able to do. Look what Billy Epler has been able to do when he has the when they have the backing of their front office, their owners. Right. You know, they weren't able to do it in Anaheim. What's the common denominator? What has been the common denominator Joe for Madden. over a decade? Joe Madden's a Hall of Fame. <laughs> Joe Madden's a Hall of Fame manager, bringing the Rays to the World Series, winning a World Series with the Cubs, uh, and they can't even put a contender on the field. But I think no small part of that is. There was turmoil in the front office of the scouting department and the general manager. There was no stability from yeah. one year to another with this team and no real strategy. You know, they've no, had no. they had over a decade to build a pitching staff around Mike Trout. Yeah, I mean, you have kids that were, you know, 10 years old that could be pitching for this team right now when we started talking about like, hey, maybe C.J. Wilson isn't going to be the next big ace in Anaheim. I mean, granted, he had a pretty darn good career and, and you know, formidable major leaguer. But, you know, you thought there were a lot of pieces. Right? There were a lot of problems uh, along the way. And, and I think we should note here solely, too, that I mentioned there's a lot of questions, uh, notably who buys it, right? Who's going to buy it? That doesn't just because already selling doesn't necessarily mean that all problems get fixed overnight. Well, remember there were uh, just up the uh, just up the highway when Fox owned the Dodgers, and Fox had bought the Dodgers from the O'Malley family, and the Dodgers could not put a championship quality product on the field, and people were chanting for you know Fox to sell the team, and the the ubiquitous thought was it doesn't matter who buys the team it's got to be better than fox and then frank mccourt bought the team and then they thought oh wait it could get worse than fox and look at uh but one thing i know is the bar has been set low for the new angels owner and is a surefire bet 
that a team with the Angels' resources and star power may turn things around if they have a front office and a strategy that is uniform and makes sense. And if you're going to make any bets, go to betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, National Hockey League, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. Say that three times fast. From live in game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Bet Online, head to them today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay, everyone, we are here with someone who knows a little bit about the Angels. Hey, it is Mr. Steve Granado. Hey, Steve, let's just talk about some of the questions, okay? Okay. There are – there was some other things that seem to be factors in the sale here other than good old-fashioned love our baseball. And you had mentioned that the, the Moreno family – didn't have a lot of interest in carrying on the baseball tradition, but there was a huge land deal involving the stadium, the land around it to develop it and everything like that, that fell apart not too long from now. And there was fraud and all sorts of stuff. And I can't help but wonder if that was what Artie Moreno was really hoping to leave to the Moreno family. And when it became clear that this is a, you know, this is tangled. Like, you know, when you used to put your headphones in the drawer, you just put your headphones in normally. And then when you wake up the next morning, they're all tangled up. You know how that happened when you were asleep. Well, that's what's happened to this situation where Moreno thought he had a can't miss deal to make piles and piles of money developing the land around the Angel Stadium, Vanaheim, and now when it's clear that it's not, it's like, well, then to heck with this. I don't have anything. I don't want anything to do with it. I can't help but think that that has more to do with this than even anything to do with baseball. Let's back up a little bit. So I think the wheels, I mean, the wheels were wobbling for a while, but I really feel like the wheels started to really fall off 2020 pandemic. So, I mean, if you want to back it up a little bit further, you know, there has been a weird relationship between the city of Anaheim and Artie Moreno for a while, um, going all the way back to, you know, I think it was somewhere in the late 2000s, maybe early 2010s, uh, when it came down to the leasing of the parking lot for a dollar. I remember that was a big headline grabber for a while. But 2020, minor leaguers stopped getting pay. That's Boom, mark number one. Mark number two, the sale of the stadium starts getting a little weird. Um, mark number three, starts firing the front office staff, starts getting rid of ticket sellers, starts getting rid of everybody. Everybody's laid off, and it's a whole mess, right? And baseball ops, gone, never got rehired. Just a complete mess, complete meltdown. And then the stadium sale goes through, and now it's under FBI probe, right? Now it's getting really, really weird. The, the mayor of Anaheim, Harry Sidhu, is gone. He... He resigns. He's out. Now there's going to be an election for a new mayor in the city of Anaheim. So, like, there's a lot going on with this team outside of the baseball. And you bring up that the stadium sales seems to be maybe the tipping point. And I think you're kind of right there. That's what I was some of my initial thoughts, too, when the news started to break here. Without the stadium sale, 
without him getting this chunk of land, this really, really prime real estate yeah. chunk of land, it seemed like, all right, that's the final straw. Because I had been saying it for months. Artie was never in it for the Angels, ever. He was in it like most owners, most, most billionaires and millionaires are in it for the money. Most of them, almost all of them, right? And believe, what it was me, with I, him, I can tell you, I can tell you from experience, that's that's the case. And and what it was with him too was he was trying to build Moreno Land, right? He's trying to build Artieville, you know, this area of Anaheim, the Platinum Triangle area, alongside with the Samuelis who own the Anaheim Ducks, um, who by the way I've heard are not interested in buying the Angels, just as a side note, but. They are, you know, they're building the OC vibe in that area just to the east of the 57 freeway. And then right on the west side was going to be the Angels part of it, right? They wanted to build all these fancy schmancy bars and, and restaurants and this big old uh, park and like all this stuff they wanted to build, which is great. But it was all going to be Artie's, right? That was the plan. He wanted to build Artie Moreno land. Um, and when that seemed like that isn't going to happen and now it's under FBI probe and all these fallout of all this deal and, you know, everyone has to make a statement on the city council and Mayor Sudo's out, like there's a lot going on with that. And I think that was probably the final straw where he said, screw it, it's not worth it. Was he going to build a new ballpark, you think, in that area? Well, that was the, the other thing, right, was if it was essentially an ultimatum, if you don't sell me the stadium, I'm taking my talents elsewhere. You know, I'm going out, I'm going to Long Beach, I'm going to Inglewood, I'm going wherever the, the hotbed new place is. Right. Uh, that's where it was going to go. Um, and, and that's just, it was just awful for Angels fans. Like no one wants to be in the situation where we're being held hostage and we can't have our team where like there's nothing wrong with the ballpark. We all love the location. The parking is great. You get in and out of there super quick. The freeways are right there. The five, the 57 is right there. The 22 is right there. Like there is a, it's a perfect spot. The stadium yeah. just needs a little bit of love. That's the only thing. We love it there. I would imagine building like, – I, I just came back from Philadelphia where I went to a game at um, um, Citizens Bank Ballpark, which is right next to where the um, the vet, where the Phillies and Eagles used to play. And it's funny that there's a whole complex there. It used to be a whole complex where you had Kennedy Stadium, the vet, and the Spectrum. And now you have the Citizens Bank Ballpark, Lincoln Financial Field where the Eagles play, and the Wells Fargo Center where the Flyers and um, uh, uh, 76ers play. So you have the same setup they had before. They're just all new state. It's all new stadiums, and all the stadiums are state of the art. Um, if there's enough room in that big old parking lot to build a new state of the art stadium and still have all of the conveniences. Look, at, it is super easy. I mean, I live here in Pasadena. Uh, I mean, obviously, I drive would have to drive past Dodger Stadium to get to uh, Anaheim. But I've been going back and forth to Orange County for Fullerton, you know, Cal State Fullerton, for personal reasons and my own education. Angel Stadium is right off of two highways. Just pull right off. You're right there. Park. Get in, get out. It is super convenient to get to. There's a train that goes there. There's all sorts of elements that to move them from there would be ridiculous. And if anyone is familiar at all with Long Beach, the place where they want would consider putting a ballpark next to the convention center 
in Long Beach, there's no parking there. A mess, it would, absolute. It would mess. be an absolute disaster to put a team there. You and even if they even if they expanded the railroad, because there are, there is public transportation that goes to Long Beach, even that would be a mess, an absolute mess. It's all there's a reason Gene Autry picked that spot in Anaheim. It isn't because it was across the street from Disneyland. It's because it's easy to get to, easy to park, and the stadium, even though it's the fourth oldest stadium in baseball, is fine. But there would be more than enough room to put, um, you know, Moreno Stadium or whatever the heck it would be called. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Hey, before we continue, I do want to say one quick thing here uh, from our folks at Drive Sober Tsunami. Now, if you've been hanging out with a few friends and putting back a few drinks, a few becomes too many. As anything comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. Maybe you'll kill someone. Everybody knows the risks about driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, That still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Hey, I want to talk a little bit here with our good friend Steve Granato. Back in Anaheim, where you, uh, I believe you have a GoFundMe to help you buy the <laughs> Angels. Yeah, Venmo Here. at Steve Granado. Shoot me, shoot me a couple bucks, and we'll uh, we'll get a Shohei deal done. Come on, let's get going here. Come on, we, we want an exec here. Um, look at there's uh, the Angels have a couple things at their advantage. First of all, they're a popular team. They draw well. They have good attendance. They have very good TV numbers. They make a lot of money with their their TV package. And, oh, yeah, they have two of the most exciting players in baseball. But the question I have to ask, yes, Mike Trout signed a deal that has him with the Angels until the heat death of the universe. But Shohei Otani doesn't. He doesn't have a long-term deal. And I can't help but wonder if the sale of the Angels would mean the end of Shohei Otani's uh, tenure with the Angels. I want to ask you about that, but I also want to ask you, let's say your GoFundMe works and you get to take over the Angels. What would you do differently as the owner of the Angels moving forward? You wrote a bunch of interesting things on Twitter, and I'd like you to share some of those and also just some other thoughts you might have if you became sure. the owner of this great franchise. So let's start with the serious question, the uh, the Shohei Otani deal. So when Artie bought the team from Disney – uh, it started in September of 2002, so a month or so uh, away from the Angels winning their first and only World Series title. The deal closed in May of 2003. That was nine months. That's probably pie in the sky, the quickest that a deal can get done. There's so much that has to go into stadium or to team deals um, and all that, right? And Shohei's contract is obviously number one right now. Uh, or, or lack thereof of a contract is probably number one. So 
it would take a savior, I think, in my mind. That's that's where I've kind of come to thinking about it for the last couple of hours. Is it feels like it would take a savior uh, to get Shohei to stay in Anaheim. Uh, God knows what he could get on the free market, and and it is one hundred percent within his power to do so. More power to you, Shohei. Go get your bag, man. Uh, it's your career. Go do what you want to do with it. Um, so that's number one. Uh, a year, hopefully, is probably is is what you're banking on, but it could take. 18 months, 19 months. That's if you find someone and that's if the, the, the rest of the owners approve it, right? The owners have to approve the sale. Rob Manfred has to approve a sale. There's a lot of paperwork. It's not as simple as, you know, selling a pen. It's selling a multi-billion dollar franchise of, you know, 2.2 to 2.5 billion that it's, it's estimated at right now. It's going to go for a lot more than that. I can almost guarantee you that. And Even with had, the problems surrounding it. And you've had instances in the past where, Owners have not been approved. Remember, McCourt tried to buy the Red Sox. You know, there was a, there have been situations where someone may have the money, but they don't want them joining their club. I mean, they, they whoever is owning the Angels, and I didn't mean to jump in here, but whoever is owning the Angels has to be someone that Major League Baseball feels like they could be the steward of a team that is going to take the person who should be their shining star mm-hmm. and turn them into a champion. And for the good of baseball, it's to have the Angels in the postseason. It's kind of like it was for the good of baseball to have the Mets and Dodgers be decent teams instead of floundering around with the previous owners. Uh, you know, it's better for baseball that they're good. It's it's imperative for baseball. Look, at I think they're going to trade Otani because I think he's going to walk, and they're better off getting something for him than letting him walk. But Trout's going to be there for a while. They have to have the, the the showcase for Mike Trout as a as a champion player, and at least give him a showcase in October, which we've only he's played three more postseason games than me. Yeah, it's it's really it's really sad. It's a really a bummer. It really is. Um, but on the funner side of things, what what would I do? Um, so there's a Twitter account. There's a guy on Twitter. Uh, his name's Jared Timms. He's awesome. Uh, great Angels account. If you want to follow him at Jared underscore Timms, he put out a poll that has gotten over 1,700 responses uh, as of this record. Um, what's the first thing you'd like to see the new owners do? Number one on that list was the name change. 43.1% of respondents name change. So that's number one for me. That's always been number one. Artie's never wanted to be in Anaheim. He wanted to be in Phoenix for the first place. He wanted to be the owner of the Diamondbacks. That didn't happen. So number one for me is renaming it the Anaheim Angels. Uh, I did a poll while as a, a, a member of the Lockdown family, and uh, you know, Angels fans voted for Anaheim. Anaheim over California, over Orange County, over Los Angeles. Um, I think most Angels fans would agree uh, that Los Angeles has never been uh, the major league identity of this team. Of course, in the Pacific Coast League once upon a time, yes, it was uh, when they played out at Wrigley Field in L.A., um, but as far as we know it, this franchise is, is the Anaheim Angels. Some fans will, will vie for California. I think that's probably out of the question, um, considering that there's just too many California teams. Um, I think I think Anaheim is where it's at. And having pride for this city, um, just like the Anaheim Ducks do, I always compare the two organizations since they're so close in proximity and have a very similar fan base um, that, you know, the Samuelis do a good job uh, across the street at Honda Center. And, and I would love for a new ownership to do the same thing there. Um 
I mean, the, the pie in the sky is dropping beer prices, dropping food prices. The food at Angel Stadium is awful. Uh, that's not a knock on concessions workers. The concessions workers are great, um, but they've been given bad products. And uh, there's no local feel to it. Um, compare it to, to ballparks like uh, Petco in San Diego, incredible food offerings. Uh, and you have such a great time out of that ballpark. And that's, for me, it's, it's really creating a great ballpark experience for the fan um, that stadium desperately needs a paint job. My gosh, the big A is more, you know, salmon than it is red at this point. Uh, it's Tim Salmon. Like Pepto-Bismol. Not even Tim Salmon. I wish it were Tim Salmon. Uh, something to do with him. Um, yeah, there's another one. Retire the number 15. That's that's long, long overdue. Um, there's a lot of uh, torn, burned bridges relationships that need to be fixed. Rod Carew, Jared Weaver, reach out to Sean Figgins. You got to reach out, uh, reach back out to Mike Sosha. You got to say sorry to Brad Osmus. You got to say sorry to Depoto and Epler. And like, there's a lot of, of bad relationship damage that has been done over the last 15 or so years. Um, and yeah. there just needs to be more cohesiveness between the past and the present and the future of this organization. And the last thing that I would do, at least at this point, off the top of my head, this is the one that drives me the craziest. You know when you go to Dodger Stadium or you go to Staples or Crypto or whatever you want to call it, you walk out after the game and you smell that hot dog, right, the bacon-wrapped hot dog when you walk out of something in Los Angeles or Orange County. They don't let them do that at Angel Stadium. I was walking out of a game earlier this year and they have Angels employees walking around with like law pieces of paper that have like the law proceedings of why hot dog vendors can't stand outside Angel Stadium. Ridiculous. You need to create a cohesive unit between the city, your fan base and the team. And that has just been completely shattered over the last 10 years or so. It's time to repair those relationships, make them stronger than ever and Care about this team. Care about this franchise. Like you said, it is in baseball's best interest that the Angels are good, and they could be one of the cathedrals like Fenway is, like Yankee Stadium is, like Dodger Stadium is. There is no reason why the Angel Stadium experience and the Angels franchise can't be one of the best and brightest in all of professional sports. You had mentioned Rod Carew. It's interesting that when uh, it was announced that the Moreno were thinking about selling the team, Rod Carew, who has a presence on both Twitter and on Instagram, basically tweeted out, I'm looking forward to restoring my relationship with the Angels. I know that he's been more associated with the Twins recently than the Angels, but I also know that when he was – he basically forced the Twins to trade into California back in the yeah. 70s because uh, at the time – I'm just saying this is the way it was according to people then. At the time, uh, Minneapolis was a very – uh, unpleasant place to play if you were in a, uh, a white player. Uh, I don't know if that's still the case anymore. I know they've embraced many, many non-white players over the years, but that seemed to be Carew's stance back then. That landed him with the Angels, where he seemed to be super happy for the second half of his career. Um, you know, first of all, he got to play in the postseason a couple of times, um, but it, it, so I was unaware that the relationship with the angels had become so fractured with rod carew at that point yeah it's really sad i mean rod carew is one of a living legend he got his 3,000th hit while wearing an anaheim jersey or a california jersey at the time um so yeah that that relationship needs to be fixed bar none that guy's got to be a member of this organization 
top to bottom. Uh, yeah. I, I want him as a, you know, whatever special assistant or whatever, anything, just a, an advisor. Um, right. Yeah, he should be a part of If anything, he should just be out at the ballpark. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it, those are the types of things that are great. You know, when you go to Dodger Stadium, what, what what's the allure of going to the Dodgers game or going to a Lakers game, right? What's always been the allure of it? It's the well, glitz they, and glam and the celebrities are there and it's like a whole production. You don't get that in Anaheim. The, the best thing you used to get in Anaheim was, was Kobe used to come out. You know, he right. lived in Newport Beach. He'd come out and he'd have his own suite and that was like a whole thing. And it was awesome. You're like, holy crap, Kobe Bryant's here. Those types of things should be part of the uh, the experience, right? Rod Carew should be out at the game. Sean Figgins should be out at the game. Uh, Mike Sosha should stop by every now and then. Like those are the types. You have a, a deep, deep alumni pool that is just completely untapped. Right. Well, look at another person from the Angels past, Steve Granado, who is here as our guest, <laughs> the future owner of the Angels, stopping by. Uh, hey, but you're – again, I don't want to – to gloss over this, you're doing great work for Scranton Wilkesbury. Um, tell everyone where they could follow you and maybe uh, catch some of the stuff that you're doing. Yeah, uh, doing some AAA play-by-play work right now. Like I mentioned, you just happen to catch me when I'm home for the very brief time that I am home uh, here in California. Got family over here, so I try to come back out to the, in the middle of the grind of minor league baseball. But uh, doing play-by-play on MILB TV and of course Scranton Wilkesbury Row Riders Baseball Network. Um, Covering that's the triple A of the Yankees, correct? Yes, yes. So I've mentioned earlier, gone to the dark side, uh, and and working with the evil empire. But hey, they treat me great over there. Uh, I've had a lot of fun this season doing some play by play and and writing and and some radio work for for the Yankees and and have had a great time doing it. So at Steve Granado is where you'll find links to all that stuff covering some of the. Best and brightest coming up, Oswald Peraza, Oswaldo Cabrera, Esteban Floreal, Miguel Andujar, and, uh, Matt Crook, you know, Greg Weissert, some really, really good, talented ball players that I've had uh, a whole lot of fun covering this season, and uh, hopefully we have a postseason run here shortly. All right, cool. Well, hey, thanks for so much for coming back. I've missed seeing your face. I've missed hearing your voice. Uh, you can follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I am your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Hey, where, where, throw me a lower third. What do you say about that? Hey, 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 that's right. Call me Sully. You can follow me on Twitter at Sully Baseball, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. The Angels are for sale. I think we found a buyer. Steve Granado, thanks so much for bringing you back. Everyone else, thanks for listening. This has been Locked On MLB. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please, I'm begging you, call me Sully. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.